Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy, he calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, and our Ola. I am, in fact, Spud Goodman. What the hell, Joe? And I will do my very best as your host for the next 58 and a half minutes. If I do let you down, then my apologies. But understand, you know, you get what you pay for in this world we live in, and, you know, something free generally is nothing to write home about, right? We all know this, so please keep that in mind when making your determination of whether this radio show merits your time and attention. Okay, I'm a bit biased, of course, but I think he made a heck of a decision tuning into this program right now. So I, I need to introduce our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. How about a small sample of your skill set? Give us like a fall. Uh, okay, here it is. <laughs> oh, how was it? Top notch. You oh. remain one of the finest, in my opinion, designated laughers in the radio industry. Thanks. Um, that said, my opinion is not well respected, so there is that. Oh. But now I need to introduce, uh, sort of introduce or whatever, our temporary permanent uh, co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Hey, man, just grunt or something, and that'll suffice. Uh, well, Spud, I'm not really a grunter. I don't make guttural sounds in public. Oh, whatever. You know, maybe in the privacy of my home, if the proper circumstances arose, possibly. But uh, let me just do this. Let me say hello to all of our listeners and tell them we have a great show for everyone planned. Pick Though, up the pace I, I, dragging I, I, I don't know who's on the show right now, because, but I'm confident our executive producer has booked some great celebrity guests. And of course, our musical guest will, as always, be incredible, too. Uh, Spud, can I see your schedule for just a second? I could speak directly about who's going to be on. Oh, shut up. Uh, should I show him a copy of the schedule? I, yeah. I don't want to step on your toes, but he is the co-host here. Yeah, thank you, uh, Mrs. Jarvis. No, okay. and Dorothy, he remains on the mm. restricted list as far as any of us disseminating <sighs> meaningful information about the show to him. I, you know, maybe one day when he's properly vetted and approved, we can give him said information. Until then, our temporary co-host will continue to be considered a security risk with my intellectual properties. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's temporary, permanent. And seriously? Seriously. I will continue to bring this up at our next staff meeting as it's a clear example of workplace discrimination. Well, you know you would lose any court case if you're even thinking of pursuing legal action. I mean, one minute of you on the stand and any jury would start throwing their shoes at you and well. a cowboy boot or like a high heel pump could do some serious damage. 
Well, oh, yeah, he does have a point, Gerald. Thank you. You are not very likable. A jury will spot that immediately. <laughs> well, I, I disagree because I'm very likable, extremely likable. Tom Brady loves me. And- but at this time, I'm not contemplating legal action at this time. That's but smart. I'm not going to rule out such a move at a later date if this situation's not corrected. I deserve the same rights as our interns, at least, Spud. All I want is to get access to a show schedule before we go on the air. You know, to, to know who's going to be on the show. I won't leak it to the public. And for God's sakes, the show puts out posts on social media announcing the same information. That's true. I, I yeah. trust social media. Even with all, you know, those fake Russian news stories. You, on the other hand, make me very paranoid. Um, anyway, can we can we change the subject here? I, mm. I would like to discuss something else. Oh, oh are you going to bring up your little medical issue uh, here no, right on no, the air? No, I'm not. Uh, and you said you would respect our, our nephew-aunt uh, confidentiality agreement. I'm sorry. You know, you know, what I wanted to toss out was something that happened again to me yesterday. It was at the YMCA this time. It was a traumatic experience for me. I won't lie. I did cry a bit last night in bed. Not like I was like full on weeping, but I did shed a few tears. I think the reason why is I've just been like so unhappy. What happened? Oh, did you annoy some woman by singing along to something on your iPod and and then she kicked you in the man zone again? Well, oh, I would think you would have learned from that prior incident of yours, Spud. You can't sing. No, no. I was just holding the door open for a woman and her little kid. Oh. She must have been maybe, I don't know, 31, 32. And when they walked through, she, she said it. Okay? Thank you, sir. Can you believe it? That is messed up, yo. I mean, it was brutal. It, Spud... We've discussed this on prior occasions on the show. I know. Sir is a term of respect. You you should have felt good about it because very few people are that respectful of their elders now. I I realize I've talked about this in the past, but this really upsets me, okay? I'm not ready to be an elder. I I know I'm old, but not Larry King old. Well, what is the question? This woman was no teenager herself. I mean, no matter how many times you tell me being referred to in this way is a nice thing, it just doesn't hurt any less. Hmm. Well, I know when I was first called ma'am by this hot college hunk we hired to paint our house, that was years ago. Well, it was upsetting for sure. I think I went out and bought my first pair of hot pants right after that. Yes! And the thing is, with this woman, she might have used the word sir not like in a fatherly manner. It could have possibly been in a grandfatherly manner. And that is soul-crushing. But, okay, right now, I need to hear some music to help me bounce back a bit. You know, I'm going to be talking with our musical guest a little later on. But right now, give it up for Zelda Starfire. Did I get here? We could whisk this guilt in my head. I heard my hands on her. How many demons did I knock out? No, no, never, no, 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 never, no, no, not drinking to you. Glass and bloody shit. Finds a 
that I cannot undo. I must the bottle of my door. To none of a bottle of man freak show. No, no, never, no, 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 never, no, no, that trick it again. Don't talk to me I won't forget your apology How can you always begin Forget that you saw me like this This is a Spy Goodman Show. This is Ed Begley Jr., and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. But get a new fact checker. Uh, Spud, your first guest, Carrot Top, is on the line. Now, the last time he was on the show, I heard you really got on his nerves. Aww. I wasn't in the studio for that show, but I, you know, you know, I heard it. So how did we get him to agree to come back on? I don't understand. I asked for him, and our illustrious producer got him to say okay. She's very persuasive, as you know, and, yeah. you know, and it wasn't, I wasn't that annoying to him. Oh, well, I would disagree on that. But you hounded him about the accommodations at the Luxor Hotel where he performs. Yeah. You were relentless, asking him what cable channels they had, if the pool was heated, uh, did it stay open past 5 p.m., what was in the mini bar, and if they had a single or two-ply situation in their toilet tissue department. Then that's important. It bordered on an interrogation. Listen, if I'm going to schlep across the country to Las Vegas to see Carrot Top, I needed to know how, how I'd be treated. I have to say, though, I, I was pleasantly surprised that it was a pretty nice hotel. Yeah, well, how was Carrot Top? Well, man, his fans really, really dig him. It, it didn't matter what props he brought out, as he got a standing ovation each time. There's a serious Carrot Top cult out there. Excellent. I mean, they're way more intense than the Juggalos, for sure. Uh, j just put him through before he considers, you know, reconsiders, I mean, doing this. And you never know. Oh, yeah, good point. Uh, here he is. Welcome back to the show, comedian and actor, Carrot Top. Um, hey, man, yeah. thanks for calling in. Sh sh should I go with Carrot or do you prefer Mr. Top? I forgot. I, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Cinnamon is my dancing name. That works, too. All right, super. And he's good. Yeah. Okay, well... So I'm, in, I'm, in a, I'm in the middle of a mountain. If I lose you, I'm in the middle of a mountain with my dog. We're on a road trip in California. Wow, so, all right. Uh, okay. I'm the dog driving right now while I do this, but let me go back to... We, we like but, uh, yeah, we, we like to interview guests while they're on the move. Um, well, I, yeah. I, you know, I should say that, that Carrot Top is a member of an exclusive uh, group of entertainers, those who have their very own hotel. I mean, you don't live, <laughs> you know, you don't live there, right? But you pretty much, you perform at the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas year-round. I, I think it's called, a, it's called a residency, right? How many weeks out of oh, the year? <clears throat> yeah, residency is what they call it. Yeah, but, uh, they do 240 days a year, shows a year. Dang. Uh, six nights a week. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of, but it's cool, you know. You get to go home at night after you're, you know, it's not on the road doing gigs. You go and get on a plane and trains and then hotels. So there's a, there's a luxury to it as well. Nice, the people come to you as you put you go to them. So 
All right. Well, at Thanksgiving, when, you know, maybe a few too many friends and relatives come to dinner, can you put them up at the hotel? Because, I mean, my max is like two relatives staying with me in my apartment at one time. Three yeah, 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 it is nice to have that. Yeah, but that's great to have Vegas for that. And people come in, you're like, you know what? Good. Go get away. Go gamble. Leave me alone. Um, but yeah, it is. It is a cool, uh, and the hotel's been great. I've been there twelve years, so it's been uh, it's been great. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. So the last time you were on, I asked you for some tips before I came to see you perform, and you didn't steer me wrong. Pretty much everything you promised happened. Like, I did get free HBO in my room, the pool was nice. heated, and the mini bar did have Kit Kats. The lecture's pretty cool. Nice. They even had a hair, hair dryer in my room, and, and I didn't take it with me, you know? So, I mean, it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, it is a great place. It's, it's awesome. And Vegas is tremendous. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you gotta have fun in Vegas, drinking, gambling, smoking, prostitution. Bring the kids, you know, bring everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, I just wrote <laughs> some of that stuff down. Um, you know, I've always had a thing for the old Vegas. You know, we, we had Don Rickles on a year or so ago, maybe rest in peace. And I, and I asked him about where, you know, the old school wise guys have gone. It's, it's like they got displaced with all the kid friendly stuff now. Do any of them come to your show and bug you to hang out with them afterwards? Well, you know what? God bless. Speaking of uh, resting in peace, uh, Jerry Lewis just came to yes. my show about two months ago, oh. uh, and it was a it was a, one of those moments in, in, in a comic's life. You just it's, it's surreal that he's you know sitting in my audience watching my my stupid show. And he came back and took pictures and couldn't have been nicer. And uh, so, yeah. But, you know, I, I was just curious about, you know, the old school Vegas guys. You know, they're, they're colorful characters. Let's put it that way. Because, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just kind of dancing around. For the sure. So, uh, but I, I was wondering it, it would, if they are, <laughs> if you do hang out with them, you're probably not going to say anything because, you, you know, you don't want to get whacked or anything. But it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be amazing the first few times, but it could get old because they'd want to maybe, maybe make you a made man. And that'd take up so much of your free time. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I know Wayne Newton crew pretty well. Um, he's one of the old guys still left running around and still lives in, in Vegas as well. So. All right, all right, super. Yeah. Well, you know, on the show, we're talking about how big a, a buzzkill it is to be called Sir, you know, when you get a little older. Uh, oh, yeah. We're talking like for women, not not young enough to, to be your college-age <laughs> daughter, but more like in, you know, after their first marriage in the early 30s. Have you ever been called Sir? Has that ever happened to you? It's, it's oh, no, coming. it just happened. It just happened just leaving the hotel. Yeah. Really? Yes, Mr. Mr. Tom, Mr. Thompson, sir. Yes, yes, it's horrible. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yep. Always. All right. All right. Well, well. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? That's, that's I'm dealing with that issue right now. Well, let me let me hit you with this one. Well, at least they don't call me ma'am. I mean, that could be worse. That could be worse. I, I'm not. Yeah, I haven't experienced that one yet. Well, hey, you were in Sharknado: The Fourth Awakens, and I spoke <laughs> to Ian Ziering and, and Al Roker when they were on the show, and you know about their experience in that film. And you played a driver in it. Did you do any research for the part, like tool around Vegas in a limo to prepare? Nope, I just freestyled. <laughs> yeah, no, I just figured what would an Uber driver do? You know, it was it was, it was fun. Though. I mean, I got I got to say, they asked me if I'd be in it, and I said, of course I'll be in that. And then when we shot the scene, I got done. He said, okay, it's a wrap on Carrot Top. And I was like, wait, do I, do I not get eaten by a shark? And he says, no, why, do you want to? I said, well, well, hell yeah. Why would I not want to get eaten by a shark? So they said, all right, set up Carrot Top getting eaten by a shark. And basically there's a guy on a ladder with a camera. And he says, okay, look up at the guy and go, ah, and it's over. So my, my hacking uh, getting eaten by a shark. Well, I think you're being quite modest here. Let me just say this for the record. 
Carrot Top, you stole the movie, okay? Let me just say that. <laughs> I I'm a huge fan of Sharknado. I mean, I, I mean, I, I that's just uh, yeah. I just wanted to say that I thought you were amazing. So well, right. thank you. Well, let's let's step into the Wayback Machine for a second. Um, sure. You were on the swim team in high school. Did you have to wear a speedo? I did. I still do. I'm I'm wearing one on my vacation right now. Oh wow! Absolutely. We just got that. That's on the record. That's a good visual. Me driving in my car in a speedo with my dog. Wow. I mean, that, that for me, that would be a big reason to, the, you know, I wasn't on the swim team and I, I didn't even have a swim team at my school, but I would have passed because I, I have like chubby thighs and they're, you know, those, <laughs> those things don't leave much to the imagination. You must nope, have been nope. a very secure young man. Yeah. Well, you start out young. It's exactly, trust me, it was not, I hated it. And, and, but now I, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> But if I may, if I if I may comment on this, the swim garment known as the speedo is flat out obscene when worn in public. Let's be honest here; it leaves nothing to the imagination. Uh, uh, carrot or, or Mr. Top, uh, uh, just give me a second. Yeah, if if you don't have the goods, you know they're not that flattering. But obscene? That's a that's a bit of an overstatement. Oh no, not at all. Just think about all the mothers who attend the swim meets to support their sons, and they have to literally be exposed to male genitalia thrust right in their faces when the young men walk by during the competition. It, it puts them in a very uncomfortable situation. Uncomfortable? Yeah. That would not be the word I would go with. Just because you wear that special Mormon underwear at all times doesn't mean other people have to wrap their junk up in a burqa. I mean, how does your member even breathe in the summer months? It must get hot and musty. Yeah, that is not a healthy situation. I say let your freak flag fly and air it out down there. No, please, don't make fun of my undergarments, you guys. We've Mm. discussed this previously, and I will assure you, no part of my anatomy is being suffocated in warm weather. I'm sorry. Oh, that's that's good to know. Now, pipe down and let me finish up this interview. (sighs) Okay, I have returned. Sorry to keep you waiting, man. Yeah, man, not a problem, man. All right, uh, I know I know you got stuff to do, uh, so let me close the interview with this. Carrot Top, if you had to pick one prop from your act to have with you, if God forbid we ever experienced a true apocalypse, what would it be? Oh, wow. Probably my, my plate for bulimics. Oh. <laughs> okay. That would be it, and that would save the world. Okay, well, that's short and sweet. All right. You know, I myself would never be without my spatula. It never leaves my side. It's kind of like a oh, next-generation yes, yes, Swiss Army knife because it has so many uses. Uh, yep, that would be good. Do you yes. use a spatula? I have, I have a, I, one of my props I had in the very beginning. I had a Swiss Army dildo. Oh. Yeah. How about that? Imagine that in your head. Yeah, I'm thinking about All it right now. All the attachments for different dildos and screws and corkscrew dildos. It was great. Oh, all right. A real crowd pleaser. Yeah, you betcha. All right, well, let me say again that Carrot Top continues his residency at the Luxor Hotel year-round. So, But, you know, people need to go to your website, carrottop.com, to make sure he's in town. As you still tour the country, or they give you a few weeks off, right? So. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. I still go out and do the... I just do get week off, weeks off, and I still do out, get to tour the country and do Vegas, and yeah. All right. So, if you can't get to Vegas, try to send me a message on my Instagram, I'll come to you. Wow. All right. Well... Thanks so much for coming back on the show. I didn't think you would after the first time you were on. No, but, no. <laughs> but, you know, no. hey, I guess forgive and forget. Thank you so much for that. So there you have it. Carrot Top.
The mainstream media. The mainstream media is now a bad thing, a mouthpiece of the left wing, bottom paid for by George Soros's bling. They call Donald Trump a wannabe king, but I'm pretty sure even William F. Buckley would have at least used the word dingaling. So maybe the mainstream media is now a bad thing, but someone has to report that a bunch of Trump's people are about to sing hashtag lock them up. There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. Spud Goodman, don't let me, let me in tears. Spud Goodman, don't let me, for drinking my beers. He takes the spatula and puts it in the pan. And why he done that, I just don't understand. Justin is beyond belief. Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman Show! We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, uh, Spud, yeah. getting back to your feelings of emotional distress being called sir by women, well, you can't continue to be devastated when people refer to you like this. It's part of life as we grow older, and we're dressed by those younger around us in an age-appropriate manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not people, mostly just women. Well, I mean, you, you may be okay being called sir by them, but not me. I, I'm just fine with dude or even mister. Is that, that's maybe more age-appropriate for me now, but not the S-word. Not yet, at least. Yeah, well, I have my three kids address their elders as sir and ma'am with with all due respect, Mrs. Jarvis. Oh, oh, no worries. I only have a problem when it's a hot guy using that word. Mm. I don't have a problem with kids addressing me in whatever name. I mean, the kid down the hall in my building calls me old man. You know, now, now whenever he sees me, I, I guess he caught me bending over awkwardly to pick up the newspaper on the floor by my, you know, by my neighbor's front door. And I was feeling a little stiff from playing hoop at the Y the day before, and he asked if, if I needed help picking it up. And I'm probably not going to like you, no matter how many pull-ups or push-ups you do. He's, he's just a real smartass, but I still kind of like him. Yeah, does that neighbor still let you take his newspaper? Yeah, he just asked that I tell him a few of the top stories in it, and he's fine with it. Oh, well, listen. For the show's sake, I hope this does not continue to happen to you on a regular basis because it seems to be affecting the show. I, I'm thinking about our listeners, and they can't be real interested in hearing about your difficulties in aging. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Well, so far, th this kind of thing is, is sort of rare, thank God. Most women in their early 30s just look through me, not at me, so I don't have to deal with their ageism. You know, <laughs> Now being invisible and having them look through me like I'm not there, it's, it's, it's not enjoyable, you know, but, but the spoken word stings a lot more, I got to tell you. Hmm. Uh, I always thought the sir thing would just be another nursing home hurdle I would have to overcome way down the road. Come on, yo. Oh, I just want you to know I will never set foot in a nursing home. Not going to happen. I have a will that details my wishes. If I haven't okay. mentioned this to you, Spud, I have you asked haven't. that when the time comes that my health starts to fail, I will be put on a hot air balloon and allowed to drift away. That's so hot. Really? That sounds like a, a pretty cool idea. If uh, I wasn't afraid of flying, I would steal that for my will. But Aunt Dorothy, you know, with, with the unpredictable currents... You know, the balloon could end up in, 
I don't know, North Korea or Somalia? Uh, I don't know about the landing part. <laughs> well, at that point, why would I care where I landed? Spud, can we get the show back on track? I, I think they're saying our next guest is holding for you. Yeah, yeah, just check. Find uh, out. Yeah, and, and I'm being told your next guest, Derek Fisher, is on the line. Now, he's a basketball player, right? Is, is that college or pro? You talking to me? You talking to me? Well, he played a little in college at Arkansas Little Rock, and then he had a, a cup of coffee in the NBA, huh. like he won five freaking NBA championships in his 18 years in the league. Have you ever read a sports page in your life? Wow. Well, my wife feels the newspaper is a negative influence on society and leads to sadness, if not outright depression. Uh, Spud, when you read your neighbor's paper, do you go to the front page before you go to the sports page? Uh, it's all fake news. Yes. Besides borrowing my neighbor's paper, I also read a bunch of others on my phone, too. The free ones. How do you keep up on what's happening in the world? Well, my wife tells me at dinner what she's heard about the daily goings-on in D.C. and, like, Russia. What about sports? Does, does she no. keep you up on the standings in baseball, the injury list in the NFL, the latest trades in the NBA? No, no, no. She does not mention any sports. Well, no, occasionally she mentions, mentions golf because uh, the husband of a good friend at church is pretty good at it. Uh, he just won the best ball competition in a foursome recently. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Wow, I guess I'll, I'll look for his face on the cover of the next Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Just put Derek through please R right here he is police silo to five-time nba champion former knicks coach and now world-class dancer uh derek fisher hey man thanks for coming on our show appreciate it Spud. thanks for having me man absolutely so you you can't you know get enough with the competition thing huh now you're appearing on dancing with the stars on abc i, I i'm guessing you're in it to win it too like everything else you do correct <laughs> yeah no i i for sure um I'm looking forward to this, man. It's a great opportunity. Uh, the experiences have been great so far, and, you know, getting this show started soon is, I, I can't wait for it. And for sure, you know, want to win. Like, it, you know, uh, it, it's competition is something that I've done all my life. And, you know, so I, I enjoy winning, and, and that's what I want to do here. And I'm going to give my best effort to try and do so. Do they not give rings out for that for the winners on that? I don't, I don't know about that, but do they? Or? No, I, I I don't think they get. I think the winners get what is called a mirror ball. Oh, it's like okay. it's like a trophy with like, um, you know, kind of like a mirror, like uh, what is the disco ball at the top of it? Um, so I'm hoping to be able to hold it and touch it at, by the end of this show. Uh, but there's a lot of work to do in between now and then. Right. All right. Well, hey, do you find any of the footwork on the court crossing over to the dance floor? Because I know the Euro step's a bit different than the tango. Do you have an edge over maybe some of the others? <laughs> no, I, I do find that some of the footwork uh, in terms of, you know, having to switch feet quickly and, and do certain things is, is very similar. But what's, what's different about it and, and what I honestly have struggled with at times is that in, in basketball, you're you're bouncing or jumping from place to place as you're switching feet, um, and and in, in dance you have to be much softer, and and you have to be more level. You can't move up and down as you move because that that takes away some of the elegance and, and strength of the dance. So huh. I've tried. I've had to learn how to be quieter 
as I move, and that's been a, a challenge for me. No squeaky dance shoes then on the on the dance floor then, huh? All right. No, 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 right. no, no big Nikes on the dance floor. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, as you and Robert Ori were kind of two of the top clutch shooters in NBA playoff history, do friends off the court expect you to pull a rabbit out of the hat too? Like always, like find the like a prime parking spot when you're out, or locate somebody's phone when it's misplaced. People have high expectations <laughs> of you. No, I do think there are high expectations uh, of me, but you know, not any more than I probably have for myself. Um, but I, you know, I think my friends, as far as this one is concerned, uh, with this show, you know, I think they're a little more reserved in their expectations this time. I think they're oh. they're supporting me, they're happy for me, uh, but they're just not quite sure how this is going to go. Like oh. they, they they know I'm going to try. And they know I'm going to probably be good, but they don't know how good yet. Some until doubters. Of, wow. Yeah, until I really go out there and, and kill it, you know, then that's when the energy is really going to come. Like right now, they're trying to make sure that they don't get too high so that then if it just goes okay, they can still, you know, be like, yeah, man, good job. Way to go. But if they get too high and they try to hype it up too much, then they, you know, they, they might have a letdown. So... Uh, it's cool with me. I'm 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 fine being an underdog and being, you know, having lower expectations. No no problem. That's a little little different for you. But let's go back to your playing days with the Lakers, uh, especially. But also, I guess with the Jazz and and with the Oklahoma City Sonics. Uh, you're a glue guy, you know. <laughs> Someone that a like team, yeah, yeah, of course we will never forget. But anyway, you know, so you know, a glue guy is someone a team must have to win. Someone that makes everyone better. I mean, they're special, special players. How tough is it to find a player like you? I mean, obviously they couldn't get you one when you were coaching the Knicks. <laughs> no, we had a couple guys that were that had similar characteristics with the team. We just, um, you know, winning is hard and it takes time, and. Um, you know, we, there just wasn't a lot of time to learn how to win, you know, for at least for me and my staff. Um, you know, it, it was over quickly. Um, but I think, you know, it, it's diff- it's a skill. I think the things that you mentioned are skills. And, and it, you do have to learn, you know, I think how to fit your, you know, abilities and strengths and weaknesses in with the rest of the group. Um, and, 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 and in a sense, be willing to take less in order to get more. And what I mean by that is that there were times individually for me where there was more that I could have shown in terms of abilities on the court. I could have taken more shots. I could have tried to score more points. But I loved to win as, and win championships more than getting individual numbers to prove to everybody what I could do. I loved that more. So I, I consciously decided... To, to have a role within my team that I knew would help us get the most out of the team. Uh, and, and, you know, everybody is not built that way. And honestly, I can say I struggled with it at times. It was hard to do less, but I wanted to win more. Um, that was more important to me. And I think, you know, guys are, you know, there are some guys that have a harder time holding on to that over long periods of time, you know, where it's fine to win, but they also want to get the big numbers. Uh, and do the individual things. And, you know, you just have to find the right guys. And, and so, you know, the, 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 the Oklahoma City Sonics had a, a number of those guys. Thank you. Uh, you know, that were fun to play with. Uh, loved, loved every minute uh, of being a part of that franchise. And, uh, 
you know, Seattle for sure deserves to have a team, and, and I believe we'll have a team uh, at some point in, in the near future. Well, that, yeah, thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. Um, Spud, yes. I, I know you're obsessed with getting an NBA team back in Seattle. That's a professional league, right? Uh, Derek, I'll be right back. Okay. Yes, National Basketball Association. Well, I think you need to remember that we are carried on stations around the country and also in Sheffield, England. They do not know. care if Seattle does or does not have a team in any sport. They have their own teams to root for. Yeah, but just about everyone can relate to what it would be like if they too had their own team abruptly taken from them by some out-of-town carpetbaggers. Hmm. This has happened before to other cities and will happen again. The Oklahoma City Sonics will not be the last team to be stolen, so everyone needs to be on their toes and never ever trust what any new team owner says, you know, when they buy the team. All right, all right. But you do need to do you, you let it need to let it go because it's been bothering you for years, and it's not healthy. Oh, really? Spud can't let anything go. It's a genetic thing in our family. We hold grudges until the day we die. Oh. Yep, it's been like nine freaking years. I know. It's a scab that won't heal. But just let me finish this up with Derek, okay? All right, well, I'm going to let you go. You got stuff to do, but I want to remind everyone to tune in to Dancing with the Stars to catch you do your thing. It's, it's a different floor, but I, I sure wouldn't yeah. bet against you, man. So thanks again for calling into our show. It. Thank you very much, man. You guys take care. For all who love beautiful music, there's one program you must hear. This is the Spud Goodman Show. <laughs> It's musical guest interview time. Please welcome a very unique musician, Ms. Zelda Starfire. Okay, I now usually ask the band members to introduce themselves and say the instrument they'll be playing, but I just said your name, so that box is checked. What instruments are you playing here, Zelda? Well, I've got a dobro. Um, I've got a suitcase drum with a tambourine on it, and I've got some leg bells. Well, and super. a harmonica. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well... Let me, let me ask you a personal question. What's, what's your take on peanut butter? Are you a creamy or chunky person? I find this is a pretty accurate Rorschach test for humans. Creamy, but I like them both. Oh, mm. all right. You're, okay, buy peanut butter. That's interesting. Um, I'm a chunky guy <laughs> all the way myself because I feel chunky lovers have an innate sense of you know the universe and its immense power. I don't know. It's just, just something I've noticed over the years. But let me ask you something, something else here. Like, let me... Well, I, I guess you, you haven't said it yet, but I'm going to hit you up with it anyway. Um, do you call guys sir much? You know, I'm not a snowflake or anything. If you do call me that, you know, I'll, I'll handle it. I mean, it's going to sting, but I can deal with it. No, sir, I don't. <laughs> All right, I think. Okay. Um, well, musically, what artists have had the most influence on you and your career to this point? Oh, man. Every, everything. Everything I hear. Everything it changes minute to minute. Give me something like seven huh. minutes ago. Um, seven minutes ago? Yeah. Um, I was listening to a Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see those influences in your music. <laughs> okay, all right, super. Um, well, where does Zelda Starfire want to be four years and two months from now? And you are so talented, in my opinion, it's a you're good to go with referring to yourself in the third person if need be. Feel free. Uh, Zelda Starfire, just you know. W wants to take it easy. 
No lust for fame? No, you're not going to... I've I've already hit fame. I'm on the Spud Goodman show. Oh, she's got yeah. a point there, Spud. Yeah. Yeah, hey, what is there for me after this? Super. All right, what's <laughs> what's the name of the next song? I'm very excited to hear it. Um, it's called Water Witch. Ooh. You're not happy. You don't happen to be a water witch, do you? Well, first I need to find out what it means, and then I can respond. But let's hear the song. All right. Nobody down there, nobody can drive. We're coming down, all about to get that sweet. We're going to come down, all about to get that sweet. We're going to Water, we can jump on the water. fans this is jeff ross the roast master for some unknown reason you're listening to the spud goodman show what the fuck is wrong with you people uh spud yeah your last guest jason muse is ready to speak with you okay very cool i'm pretty sure most people besides you are very familiar with jason's work in movies like clerks Clerks 2, Mallrats, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I, I hope so, because I have never heard of him. That's ridiculous. Well, then he can rest easy then. Man, I doubt you've ever touched a comic book in your life, right? Tonight, a Kelly File exclusive. Oh, no, no, that, that is not true. I had several Archie and Richie Rich comic books growing up. Uh, my uncle, who is sort of the black sheep of the family, used to slip them to me on family holidays. I enjoyed them. Uh, not the comic books I was referring to, but oh. whatever. You know, I, you know, I'm, I was supposed to say this. Let me get this out right now. Yeah. That uh, Jason and Kevin Smith will be appearing at the MegaCon in Tampa, Florida, on the 29th, 30th, and 1st. But uh, just, just put Jason through. Okay, but uh, listen, remember, I can join in in the conversation if you guys do bring up Archie comic books. Hell no, you can't! But, uh, yeah, here he is. 
Say hey to actor, producer, podcast host, and most importantly, comic book aficionado, Jason Muse. Welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, I need to get this out of the way right, right at the beginning. What's the scoop with the Jay and Silent Bob reboot project? It, uh, it is uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, I would say it's technically Jay and Bob making fun of reboots. Hopefully we start shooting in November. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. it. It's super clever. I've got to read the script, and, and you know, it's Kevin's clever take on, on reboots and everything. So, um, you know, it's funny because a few people have asked me, um, oh, my gosh, it's a reboot. Does that mean that me and Kevin are going to be playing the characters, or, or is it going to be someone else? And I'm like, no, it's, you know, it's not like a tech, it's not like a normal normal reboot where you know someone else someone else is doing the whole thing it's it's kevin's take on a reboot so again super excited about it hopefully no we start shooting in november um and it's yeah it's gonna be really awesome all right um you know as, as you have spent like a huge amount of time with kevin smith over the years i mean you guys go back what maybe like after high school do you still want to hang out with him away from workers or just like a long time marriage where you just you're used to each other so you're together yeah i mean it's definitely it's uh you know work and and or hanging out i, I always want to hang with kevin we literally live a uh, block from one another um, you know, and my wife runs his company, Smartco. It's, uh, you know, it's like a family affair for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's not just all work. Definitely, you know, we'll hang out, we'll go to the movies, we'll, you know, we went and saw, you know, Guardians together and Avengers and, and all that stuff. And we, I still walk over this house, we walk our dogs together. I have two puggles. Kevin has a dachshund and a, um, a, a brown lab, a black lab, whatever the heck it is. Um, but, uh, we, you know, we, we wake up in the morning, I'll walk, uh, we'll walk our dogs together, um, we go to movies together, and we definitely uh, hang out on, on the regular as friends. So, um, and, I, and it's been like that for, again, over, it's been almost 30 years. Wow. Dang. All right. Well, in your podcast with Kevin, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, you pretty much tell it all and don't hold much back. Can you see yourself doing a podcast when you're actually really old, like from a nursing home? Because you got to do something to fill up the day, besides playing bingo or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I want to be against it, believe me. I think, you know, not only do I feel like we could do a podcast from a nursing home, which could be fun, is, is uh, definitely do, uh, I feel like, you know, after reboot, you know, uh, it's four or five more years past and it's get older I, I always joke around with Kevin saying hey we could always do you know Jay and Silent Bob escape the nursing home and, and you know it's, it's Jay and Bob in a nursing home harassing the senior citizen ladies um, getting them baked and then we, you know we're trying to escape maybe because whatever the case maybe we have to go uh, you know save our granddaughter from uh, whatever the case may be maybe marrying Dante Hicks or something <laughs> Yeah, there you go. All right, super. You know, so yeah. there you go. Well, you know, on this show, uh, we're kicking around the issue of being called sir by people. You know, when you you hit that point in life where you're suddenly a sir instead of dude or hey man, being called sir can be somewhat painful. Has that happened to you yet? Probably not. Maybe you're you're, you're not that old, but... but uh, I don't, it's funny you ask that because, to be honest, it, it's been... Uh, it, it got stuck in, in uh, mine and Kevin's vocabulary couple of my other friends I hang out with. Um, 
it, it, it became sort of our dude. And it wasn't, we, you know, I've called a 20-year-old kid, sir. I've called a 16-year-old teenager, sir. And not because I feel he at all, is at all a sir to me, but just because it became such a habit of like, you know, again, you got people who were like, it's stuck in their head. Right? It's like, hey, dude, what's up, brah? Like, for a while, Kevin and I constantly was like, what's up, sir? How you doing today, sir? Well, good to see you again, sir. But again, it, it, it was even, you know, I have even mistakenly called uh, young lady, sir. So, you know, it doesn't bother me. I, I mean, again, I do know that, of course, sometimes people are actually saying it uh, to be, uh, you know, proper or, or whatever, polite. Yes. And they call, uh, you know, older people maybe, hello, sir, thank you very much, uh, you know. But, um, you know, I, I feel like, but people do get upset. It's funny because I'll, I've, when I was stuck on that, and I do it still sometimes, but not as much. But there's been people I've called a 25-year-old guy. Hey, man, good to see you, sir. And they're like, oh, please don't call me, sir. Um, you know, I'm not that old. And I, and, but I'm like, it's not at all me saying it in that way. Like, it really isn't. But I think you know when someone's calling you, sir, because they feel that you're, uh, you know, an older, um, you know, it's a respect to an older person. Yes, yes. Uh, Yes, and, and I would be honored to be called sir by you. It's just a little painful by women that you don't really think you're that much older, but really you probably are. So, but anyway, anyway, all right, well. Spud, it, it's clear Jason, as a movie star, has never been called sir by a woman. Your station in life is a lot different than his. I, I've told you many times, you will only get depressed comparing yourself to others. Uh, hey, Jason, just a sec. Um, it's possible a maid or a waiter delivering room service to Jason on a shoot has called him sir. I, I was just asking him and not comparing myself to his situation. Well, that's good because he's younger than you, Spud. I just Googled him. He's 43. Thank you for reminding me I'm older than my guest here. I'm well aware of this. Spud, dear, don't wa- I don't want to make matters worse, but I doubt any woman has ever called George Clooney or even Warren Beatty, sir. Um... Movie stars are ageless. Radio talk show hosts, on the other hand, are mere mortals. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm now going to need to double my Lexapro tonight after that remark. Aunt Dorothy, please. Anyway, I need to get back to Jason. Well, sorry. I was just being real. All right, I've returned. All right, I'm back. Okay. All right. Well, I, I mean, I, I know, I know you got a bunch of junk to do. So, hey, man, I, I want to thank you very much for coming on our show. Thank you very much. And you have a great day, Mr. Jason Muse. I want to pull back the curtain on an experience that was exhilarating, joyful, humbling, infuriating, and just plain baffling. It was the second presidential debate, and Donald Trump was looming behind me. Two days before, the world heard him brag about groping women. Now we were on a small stage, and no matter where I walked, he followed me closely, staring at me, making faces. It was incredibly uncomfortable. He was literally breathing down my neck. My skin crawled. 
that Hillary, as I say, crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary. She's as crooked as they come. This is not okay, I thought. My skin crawled. Crooked Hillary, 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 crooked Hillary. You stay calm, keep smiling, and carry on as if he weren't repeatedly invading your space. Crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary. Or do you turn, look him in the eye, and say loudly and clearly, back up, you creep, get away from me. I know you love to intimidate women, but you can't intimidate me, so back up. Smiling all the while, determined to present a composed face to the world. Crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary. My, how time flies. You know, I think this show has been a real growth-producing experience. Really? You know, coming to grips with your current stage in life, Spud. Speaking for myself, I'm looking forward to my final act when I bow out gracefully. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Final act? I'm not yeah. planning on checking out for a hell of a long time. I was thinking while Zelda was playing, you know, getting back to the movie star topic. Yeah. I wonder if George Hamilton, you know, the actor with the great tan, ever had to deal with this. He's more my speed. You know, I bet right now, even at his age, women show him total respect and, and never toss out the S word. And maybe it's the tan thing he's got going. I, you know, that might be something I need to look into. It could buy me a few years. Oh, yes, yes, George Hamilton is still gorgeous. Well, even if he is probably dealing with at least stage three melanoma, hmm. I seriously doubt any woman in her right mind would ever address him as sir. Right? And if they did, I bet he would have, like, a really great comeback to age shame them, you know, with their, their youth. And it only makes common sense. I think I need to make one of those rubber bracelets printed with, what would George Hamilton do? WWGHD? <laughs> you know, it would give me inspiration. No, seriously, if this comes up again, maybe I could sell them on our show's website, too, like Lance Armstrong did, oh boy. you know, on his. Uh, I can't be the only guy going through this. Yeah, yeah, that would not be appropriate, Spud. Instead, why don't you embrace this and use it as a teaching tool for our listeners? You could help them with this situation if they're going through it, too. Why would I embrace such a downer? The key to a positive outlook on life is denial. Well. You know, when you get dealt lemons, you change the subject and serve, or serve orange juice. All I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me. Oh, don't, I just have to say I don't deal well with acidic drinks, though I do love an occasional glass of lemonade. I guess Good what I'm know, saying Andrew. here is there's nothing any of us can do about the aging process, so we need to make the best of it, you know? Well, I hear you, but, you know, as a respected member of the media, I feel a responsibility, you know, to help other aging males in our society avoid this. You know, and a, a good first step would be like a national movement to spring up denouncing this type of behavior. Mm. Oh, that is terrific. 
How about I start a Facebook page that educates millennial women the damage they do to the mental health of old guys when they use the S word? Oh. It, it needs to be erased from our society's <laughs> vernacular. L- listen, what would the military do then? Yes, sir, and no, sir, is a daily requirement in the chain of command. Sir, yes, sir. Do you want our female service members to address their superiors with a yes, dude, or no, man? What's your name, scumbag? That would destroy many years of military custom. What, you would allow older service women in their 40s or 50s to still use, sir, but younger women would have to pretend men in your age bracket weren't old? Oh, boy. That sounds like a, you know, kind of... A common sense compromise. No. You see, I'm not unreasonable with these things. Well, I just don't think I would have adjusted well to the military culture. I, you know, I just never could follow the orders of someone in a position of male domination over a woman. Maybe, though, if he said pretty please first. jeez, oh, you too. It, you know, it sure seems to me that your side of the family has a real problem with authority and getting along with others. Shut up. Well, you know, we were raised to think for ourselves, and also, I was taught by my dad to never discriminate with the ages, you know, of women in my dating pool, no matter how older, you know, they were, or, I don't know. Courtney, Chloe. After my mom filed for divorce way back, he was an equal opportunity dater until the day he died, and most of the women at his funeral were at least 25 young, you know, 25 years younger than him, but uh, you know, some were at least 10 years older, yeah, too. No, no, no. I don't think using your father as a role model is a great idea, Spud. Nice man, of course, but he was an addicted serial dater, and I don't know how he pulled it off well into his 80s. I mean, yeah, he, he set the bar really high for me. I may not ever do as well with women socially as he did, but I can always give it my best shot. He used to say, on any given day, if you ask out 10 different women, maybe no one will accept. Lauren, will you accept this for us? But it's still a heck of a lot of fun anyway. And, and you know, I actually prefer women my age or even older, but they seem like way too picky or smart or, or something. I, I just haven't been too successful with them. Now, man, with the younger ones, it's not much fun going out with someone who, who's never even heard of the Ed Sullivan Show. Uh, maybe my luck's going to change down the road. I don't know. Yeah, well, in the meantime, you better get a grip on this as it's going to be happening more and more. Um, um, you suck! Well, thank you for that encouraging prediction. Now, let me close this freaking show. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is Zelda Starfire. I'm not your working for her. 
Goodman Show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Mike Renville. Executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Associate producer and video director TJ Pike. Production assistants Brian Martin and Frank Nolasco. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2017 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. But before you leave, I wanted to ask, have you thought of seeing a money manager for advice on your personal finances? I mean, you must be going through some tough times or you wouldn't be borrowing money for lunch from me so often. Oh, well, you know, Spud has never carried cash around with him. So borrowing money from others is really not a sign of anything. So don't freak out. Heads are spinning. Yeah, it's not like I'm totally broke. Well... On that issue of borrowing money, Spud, do you think you could repay me the $15 for lunch last week? I'll have a hamburger, for which I will gladly pay you Tuesday. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to pay me back the next day. Well, I did ask one of the interns, Chance, you know, if he had any cash on him, but he was broke too. I, I, I guess students these days blow most of their disposable income on beer. Who knew? Well, as a mother, I would think that you would not want to be drunk at the putt-putt. Well, I'd be willing to take a payment via PayPal. PayPal? Oh, he does not patronize online payment companies, Gerald. Hmm. I helped him get a checking account last year, so that might be an option. It would depend on when he wrote the check, yeah, though. Yeah, I, uh, I wouldn't feel comfortable accepting a check. No offense, bud. These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell. Well, fine then. I'm Dorothy... I hate to bug you, but c could I borrow 15 bucks to pay this this guy off? Oh, okay. Well, I think I have a 20 in my purse. A, oh, well, a 20 would be great because I owe you five bucks too. That's right. Remember, I needed it for gas yesterday. So then we're now all good, right? That is messed up, yo. Oh, well, I guess. Back up, you creep. <laughs>